Welcome to Health Currents Radio. I'm Ellen Goldsmith, your host. This show is all about transforming your life through your health. We're going to meet people who've done that, give you the resources to work on it, and share information that inspires and motivates you to make positive changes in your life. My passion is health, and it's what I've done for over 30 years. Thank you to our sponsor, Pearl Natural Health, a naturopathic acupuncture and Chinese medicine clinic located in downtown Portland, Oregon. You can find Pearl Natural Health at pearlnaturalhealth.com. But now I'm on your side. Sometimes you feel like a stranger. The transformative power of music can enliven, awaken, bring deep-seated emotions to the surface, and bring us closer to one another. Since 2010, singer-songwriter Mary McBride and her band has traveled in the U.S. as the home tour and the world as a cultural envoy for the State Department, where most musicians don't, bringing musical concerts and the transformative power of music into the non-traditional homes of people. Mary first received significant acclaim for her performance of No One's Gonna Love You Like Me on screen and on the soundtrack of the Academy Award-winning film Brokeback Mountain, directed by Ang Lee. She has released four albums with a new album coming out in 2014. Her passion for bringing music to those who do not have access has brought her to venues such as long-term mental health care centers, long-term health care centers for veterans, homeless shelters, supported housing communities, homes for people living with HIV-AIDS, and homes for people with mental and physical disabilities. Her world travels have traversed over 17 countries such as Iraq, Pakistan, Panama, Russia, Costa Rica, Albania, to name a few, and she and an all-woman band is soon off to Saudi Arabia. The Huffington Post wrote, Mary McBride radiates a special combination of gregariousness and drive, and her work feels like loving arms reaching around the world through music. So today, Mary McBride is here in the studio with us to bring her passion to Health Currents Radio and talk with us about the transformative power of music and her enthusiasm for bringing music home. Mary, welcome to Health Currents Radio. Thank you. Thanks very much. It's so great to see you. And being at your home tour concert here in Portland was really an extraordinary experience. As I said to you when the concert was over, it was like the room started as a concrete room and it turned into this swirling surge of energy and velvet. And we were all really one at the end of the concert. So I remember you saying it's hard to describe, but if I hope I describe some of it. It is. <laughs> I'm I'm so glad that um, that you were able to be there. I think one of the um, things that I've learned since I started the home tour in 2010 is that every concert is different, and um, basically the way the home tour works is we work with organizations around the country and around the world who provide shelter or support services uh, for people in need. And our concerts here in Portland have been have been very diverse and really meaningful for us because we've played everywhere from Bud Clark Commons, the show that you came to, uh, which is um, run by Home Forward, which is the housing authority here. And, um, and Bud Clark Commons really supports the most vulnerable citizens in Portland. And we were thrilled to play there um, because we like to bring our music to people who don't ordinarily have the chance to hear live music and who also play live music. And so we were able to 
reach out to many of the residents in advance of our arrival and talk to them about their interest in playing with us. And you never know if people are going to actually get up and play. But we had a couple of residents who did play with us that day. And I think one of the most extraordinary things for me, apart from our performance, apart from our music, is discovering the hidden talents in all of these places where people live around the world. And in many cases, these are invisible talents until we provide a platform for them to come out and sing. Absolutely. I think what was really noticeable and palpable for me was to see a room of people who looked really disconnected and to watch the connection start to happen, to see their eyes come to life, to see their bodies and their postures start to change, you know, to really see them come into their bodies and and to and then to have people step forward and play as that man did who played guitar and sang and was obviously an extraordinary talent was was so moving. Yeah, I think that, I mean, one of the things that we really try and do is get people on their feet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's funny when people are, are housed for the first time in a long time, they're you know, there is a, a real honor and a, a real joy in, in having their own place to live. And and I know that so many of the organizations that we work with try and create a community, try and create gatherings where people are able to be together. And I think that's one of the things that we do is we provide a catalyst for creating community and a catalyst for people to get to know each other in a different way. We did a show, um, we did a two-week home tour in Los Angeles And one of the places where we played was L.A. Family Housing in North Hollywood. And they have two buildings. One is a a building for singles and one is a family, family building. And the home tour was the very first time that they had done an event with both of those buildings coming together. And they live right next door to each other. Mm. And we had several residents play with us. And there was one young woman who was autistic. And everyone had said to me, she has a beautiful, beautiful voice, but she was so shy and I, I just asked her, I said, we really hope you will get up and sing. And another woman who was her friend really asked her again to come up and sing. And it was Christmas time, and she wanted to sing Oh Holy Night, which for those of us who sing know it's the hardest song in the world <laughs> to pull off. And um, this young woman got up and just knocked it out of the park. And it was it's those moments where you realize this this wouldn't necessarily happen if – if we weren't creating a platform for that, that that is most meaningful. The power of music and, and its impact on on us, it just you know, as human beings, and for our feelings and and our spirits, et cetera. But it also has this really strong impact, and it can reach aspect, entry points into our brain and nervous system that the spoken word almost can't touch. Yeah, I think one of the things about the organizations where we play is they're they are helping people get back on their feet. So it's it's everything from financial literacy to just basic therapy to trying to get them, you know, to reintegrate into society. And I think the one thing that music does is it really relaxes people. It makes them feel good about themselves. And I know for anyone, if you're trying to make change in your life, if you're doing it by muscling through it, it's not going to work. And if you are able to sort of have moments where you are genuinely enjoying yourself, genuinely relaxed, able to connect with the people around you and feel support from the people around you, it really does help in terms of all of the other nuts and bolts of putting your life together. Absolutely. So let's go back. And I think it'd be really interesting for our listeners to understand 
where the the home tour, the germ of the, the home tour was. Well, like what brought you to start doing this? Sure. I um I think I've always been inclined to to play in a non-traditional way. Even before I started the home tour, the first record I put out um, was in 2001, and I was living in New York City, and you know we didn't have a record label. I didn't know how we were going to tour, and my basic idea was, well, we'll tour all the boroughs of New York. <laughs> and I convinced my band. They said, well, I'll travel in cabs. It'll be really fun. <laughs> I feel like I'm sort of the Pied Piper leading them along. <laughs> but um, we did our first show on that, on what was our record release, um, in the downtown farmer's market in mm-hmm. Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, I realized early, early on when I started playing that it was important to bring music to where people were and to not put the entire burden on audiences to come to us. Um, it was also entirely presumptuous because we were just starting to play and no one knew who we were. Right. So the fact that we were able to go all over, whether it was the Brooklyn Farmers Market, just a community center in Queens, all over New York, that was a, a na- that sort of was a natural process for me. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not sure why, but but it just turned out that way. And when I was in, with my family, actually, was when the idea for the home tour came about. I was in Washington, and it was National Service Day, and we were volunteering for this incredible organization called We Are Family in Washington. And We Are Family provides services for homebound seniors, but they also do this program where you just go visit with people. There's no, you mm-hmm. know, you're not bringing them anything. There's no direct service right. other than company. And I'm originally from the South, so this notion of just visiting with people is very natural, natural to me, just chatting. Yeah. Um, so I was with these two two women who were, for a range of reasons, unable to leave their house. And they asked me what I did, and I said, I'm a singer-songwriter. And one of them said, oh, I wish you would come and do a live concert in my living room. And I had one of those moments, those light bulb moments, where I... I really realized how many people there are that want to hear live music and don't have the opportunity to do it. And so I came up with the idea of the home tour, and we were going to play places where people live. And originally, I didn't know how that was going to work. Um, mm-hmm. I was I was open to doing what now I term our pilot tour, um, and I, I didn't know if people were going to be accepting, if it was going to seem awkward. But we were fortunate in the beginning that we partnered with Enterprise Community Partners, which does affordable housing work all over the country. And they were uh, great support to me in helping me figure out this world of affordable housing and shelters and low-income communities and how you navigate developing those relationships. And so we did our first tour in 2010. We did six weeks across the country. We spent a couple days in each city. And I feel as if it worked. Um, the, The audiences couldn't have been more responsive. The organizations were so grateful for us bringing it to them and organizing it. Mm. I think that there's, I'm, I come from a long line of nonprofiteers, so I'm very <laughs> mindful of, of nonprofit organizations being strapped mm-hmm. um, in terms of their 
ability to organize one more event. Right. And so we went to them and we said, we will do this. We'll bring in the sound system. We'll coordinate with your with your resident supervisors. We will really provide the support so you're not taking on one extra thing. And for that reason, I think it really worked as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but mostly it worked because we saw the effect it had on the people in the room. And and that's why I'm so glad when people are other people who are not residents, who are not in the band, like you, are mm-hmm. able to come and witness what we're doing. Yeah, it's so important, I think, for everyone. And I just want now, so the home tour is here in the United States, but it's extended its reach into the the world. And mm-hmm. you've gone to some places, you know, looking at your Facebook page with you in a bulletproof vest, you know, in Afghanistan or Iraq, you know, you've gone to places that are, are have suffered, people suffer a lot of trauma from war and, and refugees and oppression, et cetera. So talk about this extension of the home tour out sure. into the world. We were um, very fortunate. After this first tour, um, we were lucky to get some good press, and I was approached by the U.S. Department of State to, be, um, to do my first tour, um, and that was in Russia. And we, when we were in Russia, it wasn't a formal home tour. We did a regular tour, but we also played there for the Moscow Rehabilitation Center, which provides a home and services for young people suffering from spinal cord injuries. Mm-hmm. And that that was an incredible, incredible experience. And I'm hoping we're going to be able to do a longer tour in Russia this year. Right. But following that, we did a number of tours in the Middle East. Um, we toured in Pakistan and Iraq and Afghanistan. And in those um, those tours, we really did go to, because there are no clubs, right. we, by nature, it was the home tour. And yeah. so we went to orphanages and we went to senior centers and schools and played hosted events at the embassy where they would bring people in from the community. And I always tell one story that... Um, was very meaningful to me um, in Iraq. We were playing in at a senior center outside of outside of Baghdad, and we walked in, and there were a number of seniors who were all women um, who were in a room, and then in the adjacent room, there were all the women who were unable to get out of bed. Mm. So you could just sort of see this almost dormitory-style room. Right. But there were lovely people who ran it. It was a really well-run place, and... But they were, you know, they'd never had music there before. So they said to us, oh, we, you know, you really need to kind of keep it quiet and <laughs> keep it down. And I've played for a lot of a lot of senior audiences. And I think I've learned from everyone, from my grandmother, who always tells me to pick it up whenever I sing a ballad or <laughs> um, just other audiences, that there is a desire in however they are able to move. There is a desire to move. There is a desire to have in a more upbeat energy. And so we started that show kind of quiet, and then it got, you know, more upbeat as it went on. And by the end of the show, we had people on, you know, on their walkers. We had some of the band pushing people around in their wheelchairs, those who could walk or on their feet. And we were, the whole room was dancing <laughs> in the way that they they could. Yeah. And um, there was one woman there who I saw, who who was lovely, and she. They have a wonderful tradition in in Iraq where they just, you know, they hold your hand and they kiss it over and over and over again. Mm. And and this woman, she did look like she had been through something. And I asked my translator, you know, how long has she been here? Where did she come from? And the translator said they found her 
recently in the garbage. And she had been abandoned by her family. She had mental, um, a mental disability. And they had found her. And so she looked like she'd been in the sun for a while. And But we started to play this old Willie Dixon song that Coco Taylor sings. It's one of my favorite songs. And it's a big kind of... um, you know, stacks of old call and repeat type of song. And so the the call and repeat part is they, they just have to sing, oh, yeah. And so I taught her that part, and I taught the whole room that part. And so they were just great. They were singing at the top of their lungs. And the most wonderful part for me is as we were leaving um, this – building, we were on the street, and I could still hear that woman singing that part <laughs> over and over and over again after we left. And so these moments have, have, we've had so many wonderful moments like that. And, you know, the kids are incredible in the Middle East. I mean, they have, they don't, they, you know, they don't have live music in their homes. They don't mm-hmm. sing, they don't right. dance. So just to have the ability to express themselves, to see a guitar, to actually hold a guitar, mm to understand what a music career is and mm-hmm. looks like when there isn't that capacity in in these places is um, is a wonderful opportunity for us to be able to, to give that to people. That's fantastic. And yet in all of these countries, they have such strong music traditions that people play. I mean, it's not like here where you go and you take lessons all the time. I mean, it's in the culture, right. but it's a different kind of music. So you're bringing a kind of like more bluesy rock and kind of sound. And, right. and how is that received? Or it doesn't matter because music just transcends it all. You know, I, I think it's I – mean, we play for a lot of young people. Mm. And um, we, you know, we've learned who, who they somehow – here, you mm-hmm. know, Adele is everywhere. I will say Adele is right. everywhere, and there's many people that we know who we would think are superstars all over the world that they have never heard of. Uh-huh. Um, but I think the beat is is really what it's about: yeah. is being able to connect rhythmically. Um, we try and learn the music at least one song in every country where we go. Mm. So we learned a song in Urdu. Um, when we were in our first tour in Pakistan, we learned a song in Vietnamese. When we toured in Vietnam, that was probably the hardest thing I've ever done. <laughs> mm, wow. Yeah, that's <laughs> it was a, whole, a challenge. Well, that's a whole different tonal thing. It's a whole different know. tonal thing. It's rhythmically, it's it's hard to latch yes. on to. Um, but it's also you you notice how different the cultures are just, just simply in the mm. nuances and the mechanics of the music. And so we're, um, that's, that's great for us to be able to have that challenge and to be able to hear their music. And as much as we can, we ask them to play their music. So it is a genuine exchange. And that sensitivity that you have to work with when you're playing, I mean, I noticed it the other day at the concert, just the sensitivity of your band to the room and that, that interplay that's very nuanced and unspoken. And to do that in a in different culture where you know, the, the cultural norm, you don't know the culture, you don't know, you know, everything is different. So right. it's a must be an incredibly interesting experience. And then t- to see it all transcend. And it's interesting that you talk about how it's the beat that really the rhythm that really connects in, you know, it's like almost connects into the heart. And it the, does the rhythm of the heart. It does. And I, I think that, you know, we start and you don't know, I mean, I feel like this with every show. You don't know what people are going to respond to. Um, so we very rarely have a set list. We have a list of songs that we know and that we pull out and we see what works. Um, 
But one of the things that I remind myself of and I remind the band of all the time is that they're not in a theater. We're not in a proscenium stage. We're in their space. And so if somebody wants to, you know, come right up and stand between the guitar player and the bass player, that's okay Mm -hmm. because we're not dictating our rules from a a music venue perspective. Um, We did one show in Chicago um, at a wonderful place called the House of Mercy, which houses people for their lifetime. Um, And people have lived there. One woman came up and said, thank you for coming. I've lived here for 35 years. And we played a show where they, they have people of all different disabilities. And we started playing. We were sort of out of money. This was the end of our first tour, and we were we're out of money at this point. So we had we were playing an acoustic show, which ended up turning out great. But at one point, we started playing, and this woman who had Down syndrome came up about three feet in front of us and conducted the entire <laughs> show from start to finish. And then there was another guy who came up and started running literal circles around where we were playing. Mm-hmm. And people were just making all sorts of fantastic noises. And I said to my guitar player, I said, this is the most punk rock show we will ever play. I mean, it <laughs> was fabulous. And that it's those moments where you realized, you know, we're in, we're in their world and, and we're honored and lucky to be there. Yeah, that's it's an it's a privilege in a way, isn't it, mm-hmm. to be able to do that. So this thing, the home tour and traveling the world and the interchange and interaction you have it really seems to be evolving. What's your vision for the home tour into the future? Well, we have um to date, we've partnered with 80 uh nonprofit organizations who provide shelter or housing or su- support for people in need and We are hoping to expand that network. Um, Definitely our first effort is going to be doing it nationally. The idea is to do it regionally. So right now we're in Portland. We leave tomorrow. We'll be playing in Seattle for a week. Mm -hmm. And so at the end of this tour, we will have 10 organizations that we have relationships with. And so my in my ideal world, we would have other musicians come and do exactly what we've done in Portland and Seattle. So if they're interested in in doing a standalone tour, they can do that. If they're on tour in Portland and they want to go and play at Bud Clark Commons, but they have one day to do it on their day off, we can help facilitate that. Mm -hmm. So it's really providing a catalyst for other musicians and other organizations to be to become involved and to have a group, a much larger group of musicians who understand how it's done and who are willing to do it and who understand what an honor it is to be able to do it. So how could those musicians, if anyone's listening and is a musician and would like to be involved, how, how could they contact you and do that? Our website is thehometour.org. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a contact. Uh, you can contact us uh, through the website. And let us know if you're a musician and you want to join us on some of these shows or you want to set up shows where you live. Um, we can work with you and figure out how to how to make that happen. That's fantastic. And in terms of funding, how are you, how are you funded? Do you need funders? Uh, you know, do you work with uh, funding? We do. Um, we are uh, we've been fortunate in that we've been supported uh, through our partner, Enterprise Community Partners. Um we're also supported by uh, Paul Allen and Vulcan. Uh, we have support from um, lots and lots of different foundations around the country. 
Um, but it's a, it's a monumental undertaking, what we're trying to do, and we like to get as many people involved. So if you go to our website and you're interested in making a donation, there is, um, there is a way to do that online, and we are grateful for any support we can get. That's fantastic. I hope you get lots and lots and lots and lots and lots <laughs> of support because there's nothing like music to, you know, soothe our soul and, and help us waken up to ourselves in many ways, you know. Um, so one of the, the people who sang with us in North Hollywood at L.A. Family Housing was a wonderful man named Lamar Holiday, And uh, we asked him what his thoughts were about the home tour. Okay, my name is Lamar Holiday, and I'm 61 years old. I live at L.A. Family Housing in North Hollywood. I've been here for about almost a little over two years. This place has been a blessing for me. Uh, it's got me focused now where I can be able to go out there and, and be part of society today. The home tour came here and it, it, uh, it gave this place a, a, a warmth, a, a feeling to let us know that it is a, a better world out there today. Uh, I enjoyed the company, I enjoyed the people that sang, the band was awesome. And uh, just to have a group of people on both sides of LA Family House and then on the single side, together at one time, because I've never seen that here. In peace and harmony, I got one love for it. Well, Mary, I know it would, be, it would really be a gift for listeners to be able to hear you sing. And I, I wish you could just talk about what song we're going to hear. The song... Um that I'm going to play is a song uh, called Home, and it really did inspire the home tour. Um, the, there was a wonderful um, quote that I read when I was putting together the concept of the home tour um, by Maya Angelou, where she says, I long to feel at home wherever I find myself. And so this song is really an homage to that idea and in tribute to all of the people that we play for. Yeah. 
Thank you so much for being with us today on Health Currents Radio, and thank you for your gift of music and for sharing it throughout the world. Thank you. Thanks for having me here. You're welcome. And remember, if you want to be in contact with Mary McBride and the Home Tour, if you're a musician and and you want to be involved, please go to her website, thehometour.org, and go to the contact page and send her a message. That's all for our show today. Thank you for listening. I'm Ellen Goldsmith. My passion is health, and it's what I've done for over 30 years. Thank you again to our sponsor, Pearl Natural Health, a naturopathic acupuncture and Chinese medicine clinic located in downtown Portland, Oregon. You can find Pearl Natural Health at pearlnaturalhealth.com. You can listen to Health Currents Radio and connect with us on communityradio.fm slash healthcurrentsradio. Find us on iTunes, download us on the mobile app Stitcher, or join in the conversation at facebook.com slash healthcurrentsradio. We want to know how you are transforming your life through your health. Special thanks to our fantastic audio engineer and producer, Jonah Gile Neufeld.